Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. Thank you. I know that we can care about each other in wonderful ways, in happy and easy ways. And it's time to do that now. We have a second part to our meditation. It's called Knowings. And every week, people from around the world send in questions that they would like for us to focus upon in order to uplift us and illuminate our sense of self and our sense of purpose. And Allison will tell us the questions that have come for this week. Allison? The first question is from Cologne, Germany. Dear Chris, I have always believed in paradise, as described in the Bible, where humans and animals live peacefully side by side, In today's world, however, neither humans nor animals live peacefully side by side. That's true. I was wondering if in the very beginning of creation, all animals were really living peacefully together without killing and eating each other. My heart tells me they did. My family and friends, however, tell me they never did and that killing and eating each other is their very nature. Am I naive to believe in paradise and in originally peaceful nature of all animals? I would be so very grateful if you shared your wisdom with us. Well, that's a two-pronged conversation, I feel. I would say that, yes, the the first beings that were really not human, per se, who came to our planet, did come uh, with a kind of energy in which they could create whatever they needed, whatever they wanted. And the animals that were uh, created or uh, accompanied them into this, this dimensional energy, planet Earth, also had that. And so they did not have the survival mechanism. The eating of each other, the taking from someone else, uh, for your survival, uh, is something that has uh, come along in the history as as, as there was a, a, a growing into a, the human uh, consciousness uh, that caused this survival mechanism to go into place. So I would say that what you would call heaven, that in that higher astral, there exists today and will always. Remember that time is not the same in the astral or in the cosmic levels as we see it in the third dimension. That there is that, where there is no need to hurt another in order to survive. Survival is not the conversation. All souls survive. We change bodies. Even the angels change their forms. Uh, And so there is that kind of vibration. But 
Ah, there is something that cosmology teaches that I find interesting. There were two events in the cosmological calendar that are very important to this conversation. Uh, the first one was that there came a moment, and we can't call it a time, but there came a moment when uh, organisms realized that they could be more successful and multiply by taking the life of others. So that is where the genesis of eating another again to survive, taking the life of something else to survive. And that has been ingrained uh, in the evolutionary process here. The second part of that is one that perhaps you and I can begin to uh, focus on and amplify. And that was an event in which mm, entities, uh, conscious um, entities, uh, realized that there was a, uh, a, a way to symbiotically live together, that, that we could be more successful, they could be more successful if they connected to another and they gave something to the other and the other gave something to them. It was a synchronistic and a, a synergistic kind of relationship that occurred. That also exists. And I feel that if we begin to place our consciousness on that, we can, we can shift. It's amazing to me that today we are so removed from the killing uh, that we don't even realize that, for example, if you are eating the, the body of another being, you are killing them. You are taking their life for your life. I do know that in the cosmos there are other lies, laws that relate to life and death very differently than our human perspective. But... Um, so there's a law of permission that even comes here. We want to come to a place where perhaps we can move what nourishes us, not from, I have to take it from you. I have to kill the animal because I need animals to build flesh. And consciousness can create a light body, a body that can move in physical terms in all levels uh, as well without having to do that. And so, and the more that we begin to um, have a different perspective on that, perhaps even the law of permission uh, that says, may I, and find that I have noted that children and animals are not afraid of death. They will much more uh, happily uh, give their bodies than we do because we have forgotten that we came from a source. We, we have uh, a very limited survival uh, mechanism that has psychogenetically been imprinted in us that uh, others do not have. And so I would say to you, it doesn't matter whether there are animals and people who live in paradise and heaven and, and don't hurt each other. What does matter is not whether you can prove it to your family or they think you're naive, but that you live a life that says, I honor the life of all beings, plant, animal, rock, humans, uh, whatever it is, and I uh, relate to that life accordingly. So what you do makes a difference. And if you hold in your mind that event in which there was this 
and this binding of relationships for the good of the whole, each to the other, and we begin to look at that in life, we will uh, have a difference. That's what, that's what counts. Why you're here and what you hold and the way you live your life. Great love. Allison? The second question is from Bhopal, India. India. I know that perception affects quantum particles. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, how can we actually change our personal perceptions in daily life to a higher light that creates a more beautiful world? I've heard many, many methods, but I love the way you always approach the most complex questions by going directly and straight to the heart of them with answers that light up the lives of everyone. So I would deeply appreciate hearing your thoughts on this life question. So I'll answer this in the simplest of terms. Yes, indeed, there is that quantum particle energetic. And what it's talking about is that all consciousness ripples out. And so when we talk about perception, we're usually talking about what we've inherited, what we have been taught, not from our higher selves, not from the true essence of our being, which really relates to quantum life uh, and and. The everything is connected to everything kind of energetic. But what's important here is to, to realize that the, your perceptions uh, are thought forms that are connected to emotions. We have a thought form that says this is good or this is not good. There's an emotional attachment to that. And that's what uh, covers and limits our perceptions so that we see them from our own experience, we see them from our own inbred energies rather than from our soul, our our spirit, or from our cosmic perception. And so I love that you use the word light, a more lighted perception. A more lighted perception would take the, the energy off ourselves and allow us to look with eyes uh, cosmic eyes, if you will, or divine eyes, um, uh, vision and seeing that could see the essence of anything else. And when we do that, uh, again, we would be seeing light because everything is made of light. Everything that exists in the third dimension and way beyond is made of light. So the more that you practice the... Uh, connection to light, to all of the frequencies of light. And it's very inspiring to me to realize that people are beginning to perceive colors that are not in our spectrum. Why is that? Because we are having simultaneous lifetimes in other dimensions, in other frequencies, and they're bleeping through. And so the more that you practice using life and using light in your life, the more that you will create a beautiful world. That is why we are here. We're not here because the world is falling apart. Uh, no, the world is clearing It's clearing away the, the repertoire of humans so that we can move back and up into a higher octave. So, for example, close your eyes. We'll do this little quick exercise in consciousness. Ask your higher self to show you a frequency of light that you could take into you and emanate out from you that would create a more beautiful world that you would be able to perceive. Because if you look 
with the eyes of seeing, you will recognize the beauty, the lightness, the goodness, and the future. So take a deep breath and ask your higher self to show you. It might show you a color you've never seen before or a color that pertains to your consciousness at this moment that will quicken your perceptions into a lighted state. See what color comes to you. It doesn't matter what color it is. Again, whether it's one you've never seen or a combination or, or the subtleties of, of light. But whatever it is, imagine that you're taking it in, that you're receiving it into your true self, which is a cosmic, divine self. Take that frequency of light and it will change the particles of your being and therefore the perceptions that you are capable of through light. Take that color in. Command the trillions of cells of your body to record that energy. And now just take a deep breath and feel an energetic shift within you. A shift that carries you onto a lighted perception, expanded consciousness. Breathe deeply. Exhale slowly. And as you exhale, exhale those frequencies, higher frequencies of light that change the particles of structure of what is and what can be. And open your eyes. It's that simple. Everything is connected. The more we integrate light and exude light, the more reality changes. Allison? The last question is from Ketchikan, Alaska. Alaska. In the USA. I, I'm sure you're as cold as we are in New Mexico, or even colder. I relate to you. <laughs> For Chris, does our soul tell our physical body when it's time to die? Wow. Well, that could become a very long question, but I'll give it the short, the short hand. Yes. Yes, it does. But not in time the way we think of time. Uh, as I was talking about before in terms of children who don't um, follow time, uh, they may choose to leave before they're born or after they're born or in their childhood. They have no fear of death because they're still linked to cosmic uh, cycles uh, where time is a curvature. Uh, it's a very different thing. So what I would say about our deaths is that our deaths are definitely when we're finished. And with COVID and these terrible things that have happened in the last few years, we have seen thousands, millions of people leave this planet. Did they leave? You might have felt and they might have felt in their conscious human body level, no, no, I don't want to die, or this is a terrible thing. Uh, But on a soul level, there's a beautiful thing that happens there that says, you did well, you're done. You have accomplished whatever it was. And sometimes we accomplish those things that the soul is choosing because there is a, a matrix, there is a pattern. The soul will say, 
This is the purpose of your life. Learn these things and evolve. So it's the evolution of the soul that's the reason we come into life. Sometimes um, people die in order to teach others. I see that a lot on the planet right now, that, that, that the death of some people awaken uh, the consciousness of others and change the uh, possibilities of, of the values and the way we live our lives. And so every life and every death is precious and every death relates to all of us. So there is a, a ripening that occurs that has to do with the purpose of the soul. Uh, and the more that we realize it, from my perspective, we've had infinite incarnations of the soul. We do not have to be afraid. We will never be lost, but we will never continue just as the name you have now or the body that you have now because you have millions of coats <laughs> uh, and that have brought you uh, out of the unmanifest and into manifestation, not only on earth, but in, in, other, in other ways and other bodies. So we, we have that perfection. The one teaching that my higher self is giving me, uh, that is m part of my purpose, and I would like to comment that I have died in this body six times and come back. Uh, five times because I was pushed back, the sixth time because I chose to, to continue, that I knew there was more. And one of those mores is to whisper out into the consciousness of humanity, into all of life, that we can pass from our bodies with grace. We actually have avatars uh, that have demonstrated that. Uh, in other words, we need to realize that we don't need to die in disease, or pain, or age, or accidents, or any of these ways of dying that have become habitual as a way out. Uh, we don't need to seek a way out. We need to seek a way in and use life. That's what my higher self has taught me through all these near-death experiences. Use life, and when it's time, in the cosmic um, record of your purpose, you could simply release your body with grace and honoring your body because disease and accidents are violent to this beautiful sacred vehicle. So the message my higher self gives is, humans, let us begin to hold within our consciousness. This is one of the gifts of the Light Institute of looking at many, many incarnations of the soul, many lifetimes, is to f realize that there are lifetimes in which you have died in grace. You have simply left your body and gone into the light without violence, without harm. And this I feel is a very important destiny that we have as a part of the cosmic, cosmic, uh, multiverse existence of the soul. I hope that helps you. Great love to each and all of you. Use your life and don't be afraid.